I'm shook! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to everybody's favorite podcast about celebrity scandals. It's Holly <laughs> Shook. My name is Ryan, and as always, I am joined by the drunk at a piano bar regular. It's Armin. Hi, Armin. I, I haven't been drunk at a piano bar in four years. No, three years. September of 2019. That's the last time I was drunk at a piano bar. Can you believe how, that? How do you know that? Because I was in New York. I, it was. It's a very vivid and specific memory. I was were with you, Megan. You were at Marie's Crisis. Is it the place that's underground? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's where I was. <laughs> I go every, I go every time I'm in New York. So I was drunk at a piano bar mere months ago, actually. Where? At Marie's Crisis. Oh, also at Marie's <laughs> Crisis. <laughs> yes. Because I go there every time I go to New York. I thought maybe this was in Chicago because Chicago actually is very famous for their piano bars, specifically the dueling piano bars. Yeah, I've I've weirdly never been to any of them, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's even worse than me not having gone to a piano bar since 2019 you live in chicago you've lived in chicago for five years now by the way can you believe can you and you can and you've never been to a dueling piano bar i've been to chicago twice for a total of like two weeks and i've been to like eight dueling piano bars yeah well the night you went you didn't invite me when i was here or <laughs> i had work or something but um i don't know i'm never like i don't like wake up one morning and i'm like i'm kind of in the mood for dueling pianos now like, I don't know anyone who, like, goes to them, really. But you bar hop. Like, you never stumble into one? I don't know. That's no, weird. they're all in, like, I don't know. They're in neighborhoods I don't go to. But now I really feel like I should go. Yeah, just go. Wake up one morning and make the decision to go. I'm going to wake up one morning and just have that pop into my head first thing on a Saturday bright and early. I love it. No, I can't I'll wait. do it. I, um, if I get kicked out, I will... Uh, Page six will be there to report. So. Right. Yeah. Ooh, a foreshadowing to our final story. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, can we, can we, before we start this episode, do a little BTS moment okay. for our listeners? I feel like we've been doing that a lot recently. Yes. Yes. That could be like our opening segment every week. Um, our, <laughs> our returning listeners may um, be expecting a Rye outline this week mm-hmm. if they were listening in, uh, closely. Mm-hmm. Because what did he say last week, Rye? Do you remember? Well, I got in a fight with you about how much we talk about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and all of that drama that is just, quite frankly, becoming a little bit boring. And uh, I told you, and you said, well, there's no, you can't not talk about it. They forced you to talk about it. And I'm like, no one has a gun to your head, Armin. And I said, I will bet you that I could come up with an outline of stories that don't mention any of the K names and that this week I would come at you with a outline of non-Kardashian related news. But... <laughs> and what happened, right? To no one's surprise, I did not put in any work into this once again because famously I just show up and kind of talk so I did not do a Kardashian list outline this week, but one day I will put a minimal amount of effort into this podcast and we'll come up with an outline. 
that doesn't include them. <laughs> I loved that response that you gave me when I texted you this morning. Um, can I reveal our texts? Do sure, I have your permission? They're, not, they're dirty. <laughs> yeah, famously very dirty between us. Um, I text you, you know, something like, I, I'm, I'm sorry I forgot to remind you, but I know this week you were supposed to do the outline, just checking in. Um, you know, do you have the outline? And you had the best response. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Lull, to no one's surprise, I did not do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I kind of forgot about it, and then... I had a weird feeling this morning that that you did. And then I remembered it at one point this week. I was like, oh, I think I'm supposed to do that. (laughs) And that was as far as my thought process went, and then I kind of just continued forgetting about it, so... (laughs) Thankfully, I had one hour free to pull together an outline. But guess what, listeners? We're opening with four Kardashian, Davidson, Kanye, Jenner stories. This is what you get. When I do the outline, you're going to get some of those stories. But to your point, Rai, you know how you said that just now the stories are starting to get boring? This is the week where it happened. These stories are very meh. Yeah. It's not the explosive texts from, you know, Pete to Kanye and Kanye to Pete. The stories this week are, are honestly hardly stories, I would say. Yeah, I feel like the, the the story is dying down a little bit. People, it's not as shocking as it w- was when it started. It's now, uh, it's now becoming people talking about them is the story now. It's not actually what's happening to them. It's what people are saying about them. I feel. And that segues perfectly to the first story I have here, which is that um, John Stewart. Are you familiar with John Stewart? Haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> um, John Stewart um, had a few comments on the drama um, right. because he's actually friends with Pete Davidson. He said, "Quote: I think he's doing as best you can in that situation when you're dealing with something that's so explosive and loaded with all kinds of other things." End quote. He said this on an appearance um, on Howard Stern's show. And then he said, quote, I just love that kid. He's just a kid trying to live his life. He's one of my favorite people. He's just a smart, funny kid trying to live his life. And, quote, um, if, if you didn't get it, he's just a great kid. And he is a kid. Um, <laughs> John Stewart made it very clear that Pete Davidson is a child. Um, Do you think Pete Davidson likes John Stewart infantilizing him? He's just a little kid. He's he's just doing his best. <laughs> he's just a smart, funny little boy, small young fetus. I'm like, dude, we get it. Like he's younger than you. John Stewart's also like very old now. I assume he's 59. Assume he's he's not that old. He's not that old. 59. I, I saw a picture of him, and he was looking not young. A bit weathered. All the politics, all the battles with Fox News that he had. True, true. But yeah, Yeah. um, I didn't know they were friends. Like, I'm kind of intrigued by um, how and when and why they became friends. And He talked about it. Do you want me Uh, to give you the quote? Please. Quote, Pete and I know each other from comedy. He does expound well, on that it. That checks but... out. Yeah, that's It not... does check out. <laughs> I should have guessed. They do famously have the same career. He does go on to say, from going on the road, 
Dave Chappelle and I were doing gigs in Boston and Houston, and Pete came out and performed, and him and John Mulaney worked near where I live in Jersey. So I'd go buy pizza from a place, and we'd just go hang out, and we just became friends from that, end quote. So they're just like pizza buds. They just do comedy shows and eat pizza, like two kids and a dad, a dad and a kid, just hanging out. <laughs> Eating pizza. Being son and father together. <laughs> you know what? On that point, though, my dad and I used to have like a boys' night, Tuesday night, pizza night. Right. But you We'd know what? Yeah, round table pizza. Pizza. Oh, I freaking loved round table pizza. It was so good. So underrated. It's so, I'm sure it's terrible now, but when we were kids, oof. The best. Um, I really like that you made the comparison between you and your legitimate biological father doing this, and then Jon Stewart, who is famously not at all Pete Davidson's biological father, but yet you guys do the same things. That's really, really great. Right. You should dare me to, to go to my dad and say, Dad, you are the Jon Stewart to my Pete Davidson. Something tells me I don't have to dare you to do that. And that is just a text you will send in about an hour to your father. <laughs> My dad would have no idea how to respond to that. He'd say, he'd say, first of all, who is Pete Davidson? And secondly, how does John Stewart factor into all of this? And why am I him? And thirdly, leave me alone, please. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he'd say. Oh, I miss your dad. Great guy. Uh, Great guy. I'll see him in August. August. Um, yes, you will. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that John is really supportive of Pete's handling of the situation. Um, like I said, it's it's just mostly now people having opinions, and it's also a little bit like late to the game. I feel like people haven't really been. This could have been more um of a helpful support like two weeks ago. John, he kind of waited till it was dying down to really back it. He didn't want to be part of the Avengers poster, I guess. (laughs) Right, right. He didn't want Kanye's wrath, so he let everyone else take the bullets. Now he's like, well, I really support the kid. We're like, well, you didn't support him when Kanye was making posters about it, so that's funny. (laughs) Always love that kind of support. They, They come support you when you're not at rock bottom. When you are starting to lift yourself up and get <laughs> out of the druthers. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of people commenting on mm-hmm. Pete and Kim and Kanye and etc. Literally comments. Just all, all, yeah, li- this is a literal comment <laughs> on a social media platform. Pete Davidson's mom. She's, she's getting into the mix. Wow. Took her, took her a while. <laughs> but this is less Kanye related. It's all Kim and uh, Pete in, uh, for, for this comment here. Amy Davidson. I didn't know her name before now, and unfortunately, I have to know that. Or, it, or it's in my brain for some amount of time until I forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants Kim and Pete to have a baby. Um... A fan commented on a Kim Pete post on IG saying... Quote, she will be pregnant with his child by the end of the year. Um, End quote. And then tagged, tagged uh, Pete's mom. I I don't know if this person is Nostradamus. They're they're very confident the way they say it. She will be pregnant. It's giving like Madame Zeroni from Holes vibes of like knowing for a fact that someone's going to be pregnant. Very bizarre. Kind of scary. Amy comments back, Mm -hmm. replies rather 
Reply comments. Is that how you say it? Reply. She comment replies, replies to the comment. Yes. Yes. Saying yay with like four Y's and an exclamation point. Wow. So it, it looks like uh, Amy Davidson wants to be, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian's uh, mother-in-law. Oh my god, ma'am. Do you know? Do you really want that, ma'am? I am concerned. It's it's a little jumping the gun to me. Um, I mean, they haven't been together that long. Since right? September. It's been six months. Six, six months. months. That's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. And that's when they started. They, you know, maybe have been exclusive for a few months. Who knows? Right. They were just hanging out then. That was just when it was kind of like... They went to a coffee together, like weird. Mm-hmm. Those are weird vibes. This, it's very bizarre to me. This whole thing. I maybe it's just you know uh, preconceived notions that aren't fair, unfair preconceived notions from right. me. Right. But I just can't imagine Pete Davidson being a stepfather to four children. No. No offense, him. By the way, this is not an offense. It's just that he's young. He has a, he's a kid. Uh, He's a, kid. He's, a kid. <laughs> He's a kid. He's a child. He's a a kid child himself. can't raise children. Uh, we can't have kids raising kids. <laughs> what is this? Shameless? <laughs> Does that happen in Shameless? I've never watched the show. Yeah, the dad's a drunk. It's a whole thing. Oh, it's a, okay, William H? William H? William H. Macy of, of mean meeting him backstage at the SAG Awards fame. Did you? Oh, I have a photo with him, sir. <gasps> Why is this not on the grid? Is it on the grid? It is. <laughs> well, I'll scroll back. It's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a, a throwback post about it. I'll, I'll go lurk your profile after the pod. Um, <laughs> I love that William H getting a shout out. I feel like we've never shouted out William H on this podcast. He doesn't get enough credit on this podcast. I will just say <laughs> he stays out of the tabloids. What can we? Ta- what can we tell you? Uh, okay, just a shout out to William H for staying out of the stories, for Next not week- be for being an anti Kardashian. Next week, he's going to have a scandal just to get more recognition on our podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is William H. Macy the husband of, um, of what's he's, her name? He's married to someone. Yeah, yeah. The Desperate Housewife. No. Yes. Yes. I think Let this is coming back to me. Well, he's, he's married I to think, someone that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think we have talked about William H. Macy on this podcast. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. He's married... He's married to um. What's her name? What's Felicity her name? Hoffman. Felicity Hoffman. Felicity Hoffman, who went to jail. We definitely yes. brought up William H on this podcast. I was like, we've <laughs> definitely said his name. Uh, oh my god, yes, he was married. He is married to Felicity Hoffman of College Admission Scandals fame. Can oh I just god. say this was my favorite moment in Holly Shook history? Just the way we went down that <laughs> that path. That is so crazy. We we just can't we just can't get rid of that story no matter what <laughs> we're talking. No matter how we're hard we try. About P- Pete Davidson being a dad <laughs> and somehow made it about the college admission scandal. If that's not on brand for us, then I don't know what it is. That is what we do, and that's why it's a shame that going back to William H. That we weren't on the college admission scandal documentary as I commentators. I still boycott. I boycotted it. I boycott. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, but okay, shout out to William H for staying out of that shit because Massimo went to jail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. William H was like, I don't know a thing, bitch. <laughs> I don't I don't care about my, my children's college admissions. I stayed out of it. That was all Felicity's deal. 
I am a distant father. I father from a distance and I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know my daughter was going to college. <laughs> it's very William H. Macy. Good for him. Staying out of the fray always. Uh, we hardly even remembered that he was tangentially involved and he was more than tangentially involved. His wife went to prison for 13 days. a second for us to make that connection, but boy, oh boy, am I glad we did. Oh, I really am. People would have, you know, come after us for that. They would have said, don't you remember the college admission scandal? You only spent 38 podcasts on it. We only broke the news and then spent half of our lives talking about it. <laughs> and yet we can't remember one singular detail. Uh, okay. Anyway, back to this Pete Davidson thing. I mean, listen, I'm sure he would be a great father. I'm sure he would raise, you know, Kanye and Kim's kids really well. The thing is, like, the way Pete has you know, been doing his life. Like, I mean, he would be very open about this. He goes from one girlfriend to the next. Like, this is just public record, right? Mm -hmm. From Ariana uh, in uh, gets engaged to her and then breaks up with her and then goes to Kate Beckinsale and then goes to this other person. There was some like 18-year-old model he was dating. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know, from from the sense, you know, I get, is that he, he wants to just date around and have fun and party and travel all over the place, right? That's what he does. Just wants to be a kid, and I don't. I think his mom wants him to be the father to a kid, and I just don't know if he's ready for that. He would probably also not know if his daughter was going to college. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Him and William H. Similar fathering styles. That's where I'm like, postpone the fatherhood, Pete. Enjoy your life. Do all the traveling. Date all the girls you want to do. Be a comedian. Do all your movies. How is he gonna do all that and raise five children? Mm-mm. I can't see me. it. Beats I, me. I can't see it. But um, you know who also can't see it? Oh, Britney Spears, because she doesn't even know who Pete Davidson is. Doesn't even know. No clue. No clue who the guy is. <laughs> what was your reaction to this Instagram story? Or to tell the listeners, by the way, what this whole thing is about if they don't know. So uh, it's very random. Um, for some reason, Britney Spears decided that she needed to post a screenshot of a video from Pete Davidson and Scott Disick on her Instagram story with the caption, sorry, had to repost this. No idea who these people in the video are, but it made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Um, and it's just a screenshot of Pete Davidson and Scott Disick. I don't know what in God's name inspired her to feel that she needed to post that publicly on her own Instagram. But I am blessed and thankful that she did. I was tech or I was talking to a friend this morning about the Oscars. Cause we're going to obviously have an Oscars watching party. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, my other friend wants to come, but she had to ask what the Oscars were. And also how do you know who is nominated? And I was like, Oh, I wish I were her just living peacefully in bliss, not knowing what the Oscars were. And then <laughs> my friend's response was, I wish I were Britney Spears, not knowing who Pete Davidson was. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. I co-sign. Pure bliss, pure blissful life. Just an easy, simple life um, that Britney's has. And I am just very happy for her. Once again, always just very happy for her. I had the same thought because when I saw that story, 
I thought of you because I was like, I definitely wishes that he didn't know who Pete Davidson was. Yeah. Well, oh, you do love. Yeah. You love Pete Davidson. I guess yeah. this whole situation, you, you wish you yeah. didn't know about it. I would say. I wish I lost my memory for the past six months. I'll just say that. <laughs> just in general, wipe it all out. Eternal sunshine, your memory for Kim and Kanye and Pete. I would, that would make my day. Purely, surely make my day. Eternal sunshine of the Kardashian mind. Oh God, it gets worse. Um, um, it does get worse. Oh God, <laughs> because our next story—we're not moving off the Kardashians oh, quite yet. We're so close. We're, but we're—we are in a in a way because we're moving on to the Jenners. But they are in the Kardashian universe, obviously. Thank God. Obviously, the multiverse. The yeah, the multiverse, the cinematic universe. Um, Kylie Jenner announced that her and Travis Scott are changing their baby's name. Um, this is actually very on brand for you because I don't think you care who it is. You always have a comment on a celebrity child's name, even if it is a Kardashian mm-hmm. baby name, mm-hmm. um, in this case, Jenner. So, one, I want to get your reaction to the baby's given original name, Wolf. And then secondly, I want to get your reaction to them changing the name because, quote, we just really didn't feel like it was him. Just, you know, wanted to share because I keep seeing Wolf everywhere. And, quote, um, just wanted to let Kylie know the reason why she's seeing Wolf everywhere is because she named the baby Wolf. Right. You tend to see your child's name often once you name them a name. <laughs> and, um, and, and the baby's two weeks old. <laughs> is he only cha- oh, So this is this was my initial reaction. Didn't know she had a baby. And I felt pure bliss and peace in my life for once, um, not knowing this information. Unfortunately, I learned that she had a baby through this announcement that she was changing said baby's name. And I was instantly just put into a fit of rage um, to find out, one, that she has a child with a murderer. Right. And two, (laughs) that they named the child Wolf. What? All I can think of is from the hit Netflix television series, You, how they say, I wolf you. I don't know if anyone... uh, I don't watch you. Ah, gotta watch you. Um, (laughs) I'll watch you. Okay. Well, don't watch me. No, I meant you. Okay, so you're going to watch you. And then you're going to (laughs) see... They use this stupid phrase... Instead of saying, I love you, they say, I wolf you. And it is the most cringe thing I have ever seen on a television show in my entire existence. Why? Why do they say that? Like, Couldn't tell you. I once again blocked it out of my head. It was so uncomfortable to watch that I was like, I wish I could forget this. <laughs> um, I guess, I think it was like a, they were like, oh, I like a wolf, like ravage you or something. Oh my God. And okay, so, so like, you lost them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so they right. say, I wolf you. And so when I found out her child's name was Wolf, I couldn't help but think they were inspired by I wolf you. And that honestly, <laughs> now that you bring it up, I could see Kylie Jenner just loving you, like being the biggest you fan. And of you. And of, yeah. And of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, of you. Yeah, she's a huge fan of you. No, a huge fan of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, the word you is not a real word anymore. And uh, I could weirdly see it, though. Like, joking aside, I could. 
I think I saw a tweet that was like, y'all bullied her so much she had to change her kid's name or something because I'm, ass- I'm assuming she got shit for that name. Um, luckily, I, I was not aware of this. Otherwise, I would have freaking ripped her to shreds like a wolf does to its prey. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what. I don't know. But you what know, she- if that's true, Kylie has to have more conviction in her her you know name creation because you have uh kim out there with north and south and east and west and psalm and mom and all those names right mm-hmm. i mean they got a lot of shit for that too right but she you know stuck with it she went with her yeah. conviction if you yeah. want to if you want to name the baby wolf name the baby wolf you know I don't know. Even if you want to name the baby wolf, like maybe don't. I just, I, <laughs> it's not working for me. Also, I don't like, love the name either. I'm so sick of like people thinking they know their kids after two weeks. They're like it just isn't him. I'm like, <laughs> what? All it said is shit and cry. Like, what about the baby made you suddenly be like, nah? I really expected the name Wolf to to fit with this, but it's not. Not after two weeks, just not a wolf. <laughs> she goes, he's just more like a Luke. <laughs> right. It's more David. I'm gonna go more with the David. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? This is so insane. <laughs> I just hope she doesn't go with some Elon Musk. Like, my baby's name is like X symbol. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eon flux, Literally. whatever. Uh, at least... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm ex- not excited to find out what they... Because ch- now it's like, well, what are you going to change it to? Like, you can't change it to something else and people will be like, that's... You think that's better than Wolf? You know what I mean? It's got to be big. It's got to... She's got to go big with this one, I think. I hope. I seriously hope it's John. <laughs> I just hope it's Jonathan. Jonathan <laughs> Scott. Yeah, like, I need that so bad. That um, yeah, and... and- you know, j- just for our listeners who didn't get it, she has not announced the new baby's name, um, and also whether or not the middle name is going to the middle name is Jacques. Wolf Jacques. Maybe just maybe the baby should just be uh, Jacques. Yeah, maybe they're just gonna keep Jacques. I can Jacques. Do Jacques. I can do Jacques. Jacques. Jacques Scott. I can do Jacques Scott. Oof, I don't know. That kind of yeah, that didn't flow for me. It kind of sounds nasty, Jacques Scott. Mm-mm. I don't want that either. I don't really give a shit. It's not my child, and I will hate it no matter what. So, good luck to him. You know what else you're hating no matter what? Our next story, Rye, which you're covering. Oh, oh my God. Give me the tissues, assistant. <laughs> um, in tragic Bravo news, one of my favorite couples, Katie Maloney, Shorts and Tom Shorts <laughs> filed for divorce. Um, she filed a divorce from him. They've been together for almost 12 years. I think they've been married for probably five, five years. Uh, yeah, five and a half. August 2016, they got married. I'm going by seasons. I'm like, they've been married for about five seasons. <laughs> <Not> five seasons. <laughs> um, they are famously from Vanderpump Rules, and I loved them. I mean, they're dumb. They're so stupid. They don't make sense. But I just have always been an advocate for them. I was I was talking about it with a friend on the day that this got announced. And, you know, my thing was, like, they always just gave the vibe of, like, we don't really, like, we're not, like, in love, obsessed with each other. Like, we kind of just 
are happy that we found someone that we can just kind of go through life together with, but it's not like this amazing, passionate love. Because mm-hmm. it they almost give like the they're vibe. each other's rocks, but there yeah. isn't that like you said crazy passion behind it. Yeah, like they get each other, they're happy together, but they're not like it's not like the love of their lifetime, like whatever, which doesn't exist. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> I. But I was like, they kind of give me the vibe of like, they don't necessarily want that. Like they were never someone who like wanted this like crazy passionate love story for the rest of my life. Like they just kind of were like, oh, I want to be with someone who, you know, like I love and they're good to be around. Um, so Stability. I, yeah, like stability. Like, and I kind of get that. Like I could kind of get behind just being like, oh, I really enjoy this person and like being around them enough that like, sure, we can get married. But, like, not needing the next thing. So I was kind of always expecting them to just kind of, like, be together and just kind of be like, well, this is it, you know? But you know what? I think they're too young for that. I think you diagnosed it perfectly, but they are just too young for it. It reminds me of that Friends episode where they're all making deals with each other. If we don't get married by age 50, then we'll marry each other. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I think Phoebe does it with, you know, Joey and Ross does it with, Rachel, whatever. Yeah. They say, okay, if we don't get married by age fifty, well, we we all we're all good friends. We hang out every day. We have coffee and right. we like each other. We could, you know, be each other's stability, right? Mm-hmm. Um but like I like I'm saying, they're that they're too young for that. They're not fifty. They got sure. married at age like twenty nine. Sure. So I think they jumped the gun on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying, like, that's how they should be if that's not what they wanted. I'm not like, you should just be unhappy. Um, but I just genuinely thought they, like, w- didn't care enough. Um, I don't know. I always, like, and as a close personal friend who knows the ins and outs of their relationship, <laughs> I always got the vibe, like, from watching the show that they were really in love, but they kind of played into their shtick. You know, their whole shtick mm-hmm. was, like, yeah, he can't get his dick up, whatever. Um, that sounded really weird coming from me. I shouldn't <laughs> like that. Um, I don't know. So I thought it was kind of just like they were putting on a show for the show, but like the secretly behind the scenes, they were like very good. Um, so I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised. I was not, but <gasps> well, but you know how how I felt about this for a long time. I don't think. You could have any successful relationship if it starts with an ultimatum. True. No, the ultimatum was cringe. I think it killed their relationship. And that was real. The ultimatum was real. Right. For our listeners who don't know, Katie Maloney said to Tom Schwartz, if you do not get, um, if you do not propose to me by a certain date, we will break up. We'll be done. I need to move on because I need to get married. I have a timeline, you know, for my life. I have to hit these certain, you know, markers by a certain date she felt like she needed to get married they weren't ready right they just weren't ready i forgot i forgot about the ultimatum i will say anytime you apply that kind of pressure i just think it can't work out it has to be organic or maybe it can but i think the likelihood decreases significantly when when it's organic then then that's how you actually felt right so so usually has a higher likelihood of succeeding right I never understood that because I never understood. It was very much Katie, like just wanting to get married because she thought that she's like, well, part of my life plan is I'm going to be married by this year, like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I just never get that from someone. I'm like, 
why would you want to force someone into this? Like, that just is so strange. And now I have a whole new outlook on the relationship, even though I did have that piece of information beforehand, <laughs> but I chose to ignore it. Um, uh, I think like probably also this last season, because unfortunately I do have a chokehold from that show on myself. I still watch. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, like not being able to have a baby was probably a really thing with them. And yeah. And ironically, Katie breaks up with Tom and files the divorce, you know, from, from Tom. That's what they've said, that that she initiated. She said that they should get divorced, and now she's filed mm-hmm. for divorce. So it's not even actually Tom coming back and saying, you pressured me. And Right. But I just think even from her standpoint, maybe she could have realized years later, yeah, we just forced it, didn't we? Yeah. Were we ever really happy? I had to I had to drag him into this. I had to drag him into the marriage. And she's been saying, you know, on her podcast that she's she just wasn't happy. Yeah. She had a quote saying, I felt like I was drifting. I couldn't stop it. It was the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to tell him because I knew it was gonna crush him. And I do believe that he was crushed. Tom's oh, yeah. such, a, such a sensitive guy. I mean, he just he just wants to love and be loved, you know. Yeah, when he's not pouring beer on Katie's head, of course. Oh, great moment. <laughs> Iconic. Ugh. I just I hope we get some more, you know, from them as single people. I hope they come back right. for a season 10. Right. I hope that m- there are cameras around maybe during this time. A lot happening. Uh, I, I suspect she did not divorce him on camera, especially with the blowback that Sheena got for divorcing Shay, Mike Shay on camera. Uh, once again, great, yeah. great reality. Oh. But I got to say, deeply unethical to do something like deeply that. Deeply unethical, but horrible. really a blessing in disguise. <laughs> and also, I need to rewatch that show from the beginning. Wow. <laughs> great television. Um, of course, people did think, you know, did Tom Sandoval have anything to do with this? Because Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz are so close. And, you know, a big thing was putting his relationship and business relationship above anything else, even over his own wife. And so someone asked him that and he said, no, that's not, he said, no, that's all on me. I wish I had a scapegoat, but that's all on me. There's nothing in particular, you know, life it's complicated. Um, so a yeah. great Nancy Myers movie, by the way, it's complicated. It's complicated. Also um, about divorce. Yeah. Thank you, IMDb. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I assume there'll be a little bit more information will be revealed throughout the weeks and potentially on the show. I'm sure we'll get a lot of information from the show. So that's, you know, this isn't the end. This is the end, no. but it's not the end. You know what I mean? I heard that it was in danger of being canceled, but I think this announcement has saved the show. It's going to come back for a season 10 because everyone is clamoring to just like see the aftermath. I know we're not going to see the divorce on camera, mm. but we want to see what happens. They're going to obviously have to, they bought a house together. They're going to have to move on. They're going to have to move out. Who knows, right? It's going to yeah. be complicated. And the Toms are opening up their new restaurant. I don't know if you saw on IG, it's yeah. coming together. The restaurant is close. So we got a lot going on in the Vanderverse. Yep. Katie and Ariana are opening up their sandwich shop still, apparently. So very much still close intertwined um, lives, which that's a complication of divorce, you guys. And you intertwine your lives and you got to figure it out. And luckily for us, there are going to be cameras following them around as they figure it out. So 
Love it. Thank you guys for getting divorced. <laughs> um, okay, we have three minutes, right, Ray? Yeah, let's skip. Do you want to skip to um, our favorite, our little, our favorite little segment? Yeah, okay, let's skip to this segment. We've done it a million times before, but I feel like it's been a while. It's the headline of the week. Um, but this one, this time I added a little precursor to it. Is it the shady headline of the week? So I'll read it here. This is from page six. It says, Luan de Lesseps, colon, my public apology for drunken behavior was, quote, important, end quote. <laughs> Okay, and this is why I'm calling it the shady headline of the week. Uh, because if you actually read the article, she's saying it was important for her. Yeah. And that it, that's how you take accountability, and you know that's how like uh, you're responsible, and you're that's how you move on. Like, so she's not talking about like the the broader you know universe. It wasn't important in that sense. It's right. not you know it's not like you know. 45 million Americans being stuck with $2 trillion of student loan debt important, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a similar, but not as important. Not as important. And by the way, for those who don't know, uh, Luann got kicked out of a piano bar in New York City. Ooh, piano bar! Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh wait, that's why you brought it up. Wow. Okay, sorry. I just had a... <laughs> I, I, my brain. <laughs> I you think I just randomly started talking about piano bars today? <laughs> you know what happened in the moment when you first brought it up? I knew that that's why you brought it up, but just now I forgot that that's why you brought it up. So I, I, I had a moment of like, oh wow, this is so coincidental. How fun. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Luanne de la Sabs was kicked out of a piano bar last week, which is why I brought up being kicked yes. out of piano bars at the beginning of this podcast. This is absolutely the full yeah. circle moment that I put a lot of effort into. You did a great job. I've just been so invested in every you know story that we've been talking about that I totally forgot. I almost um, wish we ran out of time and couldn't get to this story, so then everyone was just really confused <laughs> why I talked about piano bars for five minutes at the beginning. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, so she got kicked out of this piano bar. She denied it at first, but then she delivered this apology. Quote, this week after a regrettable incident, I was faced with the truth. I want to apologize to the staff at Townhouse. So it wasn't our place. What, what's, what was our place called? Uh, Marie's Crisis. Marie's Crisis. So not Marie's Crisis. Um, she goes on to say, um, clearly my struggles with alcohol are real. While I've made great strides over the years, there's been times where I've fallen. It's one day at a time. I'm in recovery and taking steps to ensure this doesn't happen again. End quote. So she apologized to the st staff at Townhouse. She apologized to her fans. This was important for her to take accountability, you know, be responsible for her actions, right? But the way Page Six writes the headline, <laughs> my public apology was important. Oh, my God. And this plays into her persona mm -hmm. of being, quote, unquote, the Countess. Yeah. She's above everyone else. She's been criticized for that on the show by her castmates mm -hmm. constantly, that she's so egotistical. She's so self-interested she doesn't care about what anyone else does or thinks she only cares about herself so you know page six is playing into that public persona mm -hmm. and kind of mocking her and and i guarantee you right at least a few hundred if not thousands of people saw that headline and said wow of course luann would think that like she's oh, so I important countess 
just the countess being the countess. We have all these really important things going on in the world, as always. And Luann thinks that her apology for drunken behavior is actually important. Are you kidding me? And it's like, well, when you read the article, that's not what she's saying. (laughs) I love it. I think that she handled it fine. I think she handled it well. She did claim that she was sober up until the incident, which I do believe. Um, I don't know. I mean, she's such a character. As I think we've probably mentioned before, we both are Luann Stans. You've always said, is she your number one housewife? Or at least for Roni? I just love the whole Roni cast. Roni's my favorite. And yeah. on Roni news, you heard about what happened with Roni? The re- the reboot versus the 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 second one. Roni legacy and the Roni oh. reboot. I love this idea. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm in. I'm so excited. I need You're to know in? Who, I'm in. I need to know who the cast is. I need to know who the new cast is. I saw a picture of julia fox and someone said new cast mm-hmm. <laughs> Anka jump Anka jumps on Ralne. <laughs> every time i hear the word muse i can't take it seriously um and weirdly i've been hearing the word muse a lot more recently than i ever have before but um yeah i think that luann will definitely be on one of the two shows she's just she's tv gold and she I'm obsessed with her. And, you know, like she said, she's human. Humans make mistakes. She didn't hurt anyone. I think she was just drunk and get get drunk around a microphone and God knows what the woman's going to do. Okay. But like, same. If I'm drunk and there's a microphone, you never know. Listen, we've been there on this podcast. Wait, right. Did you say that Luann was your favorite housewife or? No, no, no. I was asking you because you always said right. that her storyline was like just God tier, which it is. Um, well, I, I do say that her season seven through eleven um, storyline in particular, it's just unbelievable. She, you know, she's single from Jock, and then mm-hmm. she has the "I'm so un- like don't be so uncool" moment, and then uh-huh. she obviously has the Tom thing in season eight, gets married uh-huh. to Tom, then the divorce, and also season eight, Tom cheats on her. There's that whole moment in Miami, and then mm-hmm. she obviously, you know, has the whole drunken um, assaulting a police officer arrest and. Then the rehab and yeah, her season seven through 11, her journey throughout those seasons is unbelievable. I don't know if she's my favorite, favorite housewife because a lot of her storyline is it's like you're not connecting with her. I feel like at least personally, I'm not like connecting with her and relating to her on that level, but I enjoy her story. Her story to me is like the most interesting and compelling yeah, especially um, going from season one to season current season, it's just truly unbelievable. Yeah, honestly, you could expand it all the way to season one, like mm-hmm. starting off as the countess with the perfect family and then that breaking down. But Rai, do you have a favorite housewife that you could call out real quick? It's, it's hard to say. I still put Carol Raz- Radziwill up there for me. Um, all time, like all any franchise. I mean, I famously have only watched a couple franchises, so I can't really have that much to say. Roni's the only one I've watched every episode of other than salt lake city but um i always related to carol the most i would say but i don't know if she's like my favorite in terms of drama and whatever i just always liked her presence i don't know i feel like we've talked about it before i can't really off the top of my head choose one sonia morgan's up there for me until recently um sonia yeah sonia could maybe be my favorite she's just so funny and zany and a good time it's getting a little hard to watch nowadays but 
Yeah. Anyway, that's for another day. <laughs> we could, we can't do this again. We always get caught up on Roni and we spend 20 minutes. It's bad. We'll do our um, Roni special another time. Rye, special. <laughs> another great episode. Everyone, uh, follow us at Holly Shook Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Rye at the real Rye Alk on Twitter. Very unfortunate. Um, at Rye Alk on Instagram. Gotta get gotta get the brand continuity going on here, but we gotta um, get it. You can follow me at Arm in Your Feed on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and is there anything else, Ray? Uh, Arm in Your Feed. No, I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I've been getting some really nice DMs from people about our episodes and giving us some stories. So I really always appreciate that. Continue to reach out if you're enjoying. And if you have any stories you want us to cover, we probably won't do it, but it's always nice to know. And um, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.